If you've been following along and have never joined a design bootcamp, I'm going to encourage you to sign up. It's five hours of workshops and we have live versions going on often so you can come and ask questions. Go to www.designsuitecourses.com slash designbootcamp. If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. This episode was prompted by a, um, a DM I got from someone who um, asked for one of my PDFs. You guys know I, I give out several different PDF assets to kind of help you get started in design on my Instagram feed, which is at Karina Gardner. So if you're interested in that, go check that out there. But this person was telling me that um, they were creating their own set of physical products so that they could build their brand. And I said, oh, are you going to do wholesale or are you going to do direct to consumer? And she said, oh, I'm going to do direct to consumer um, and I'm going to worry about wholesale when my brand is bigger. And this really got me thinking about my own story Um, kind of how I ended up in the spaces that I was in. And I thought I would share with you guys today some of the things I've done that has really changed my mindset about the way designers should be doing business. Now, did I tell this person, oh, you shouldn't do that? No. Uh -uh. I I just said, I think when you have it in your head that the thing you're going to do is um, create your own product line and then you're going to sell it direct to consumer, then I think it takes a lot to shift your your brain around that. Um, that it takes a little bit to kind of move that space. It's almost like they have to experience it. I know I did to actually go through the process of doing it to recognize what worked and what didn't work. So I had been doing digital for a long time. I had been a creative director by that point, and I actually was in the wholesale markets, right? Especially for scrapbooking and sewing patterns. I really worked with wholesalers. So that's when I created Mini Lou. And Mini Lou is it still is my um one of my companies. We we've changed the the core product base for it. But when it started, its core product base were paper dolls, uh, coloring books, um, craft projects, and it was physical products. So we had inventory. Um, I, I did have a leg up than a, than a lot of designers because at that point I had, I had been a creative director. I understood how the wholesale markets worked. Um, I understood how, what I was getting into and the, where, where the distribution was going to be. I already had manufacturers in China and in the United States that I was working with. So I had already built up about six to seven years of experience before I even started this. Okay. Which I'm going to say this, that when I see people who are starting a company, I felt 
like I knew a lot at that point. (laughs) Now looking back, I just think, oh my gosh, Karina, you knew nothing. And that was after seven years of already knowing how markets work, having all of the resources. I still didn't really know how it was going to work if that makes sense. So when I see brand new designers, especially like kind of coming up with their own product lines, they, and one of the best pieces of advice I got, this is actually from the Echo Park business um, owner. He sat me down and he said, Karina, do you have distribution? And I remember thinking, I think I do, but I'm not totally sure if I do. I ended up having great distribution, relatively good distribution, but I wasn't 100% clear on it the way I should have been. And I think that was amazing advice. And it's advice I give now to my design suite members and design boot campers is do you have distribution? And instead, what I see people doing is they want to be designer, they want to own their own company, so they start building their own company. And they have physical products and they start manufacturing it. And before they they finish all the manufacturing, they start thinking about selling it, which is exactly the wrong way to think about it. We should first start with how are we going to sell the thing, and then we make the product. And for designers, for whatever reason, we flip that around. We start with the product, and we, we think, okay, we're going to sell the product. We make the product, and then we start thinking about how to sell it when those two things really should be flipped. And that is a really hard thing to tell designers because it's almost like they have to start building the company, make the product, and then they have to almost see how hard distribution is. Um, Distribution is the hardest part. Selling is the hardest part in any kind of business. I love talking about sales because I don't think sales should be scary. I think sales can be a total service and you should be giving in that sell, right? But when we are only thinking about the product and building the product up and not thinking about sales at the very beginning, then we are doing a huge disservice to ourselves Many times we go in the hole financially because of it. And it's such like it's such a it's such a thing. Like, do you guys, if you had any idea how many designers I wanted to give a big hug and be like, don't do this. You are gonna be 50 grand in the hole and you're not gonna be able to sell this. Not because the product isn't wonderful. It's just because there are so many very specific distribution channels out there that it's really difficult to get those distribution channels, right? That's really what I want to say to them. But most of them need to just do it and see and realize that this is the hard route. So if you're listening to this and you are in the beginning of this, you're thinking about creating a product and building a whole company around it, I want you to stop for a second and think about if you have distribution. If you already have a way to sell this, and I'm not talking about your own website, okay? So many people think, I can throw this up on my own website and I'm going to make money. It's so difficult, you guys. You have to build an audience. Suddenly you have to build an audience and you have to build a strong brand that people trust, know, and like. And that is really hard. That can take years to do unless your product is so stellar that people start selling it for you, okay? That usually isn't the case. That usually isn't what happens. Instead, we've got to think about how can we distribute it first. If we don't find any good avenues then 
we need to really rethink why we're doing it, okay? Is it for ego? Is it because we want to feel like we want to build something ourselves? Is it because it's just so exciting? Those are all wonderful things, but they're usually not a good reason to go dollars $50,000, $100,000 in debt for, right? And and very many times I see spouses or partners then really question what uh, what the designer has done, and they don't the designer feels unsupportive because they have gone into debt for this thing. Okay, sorry. Going back. Let's go back to the story portion. So I started this company, Minilu. We had a huge product lineup. It was very inexpensive for me to get started, and I had the funds to do it. Um, so I started it. We did all our manufacturing in China, and we got a huge warehouse. I hired on several team members, and we started going. This is the first time I had ever, ever run a team. So of course I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I'm a great designer, you guys. Like I, I know my strengths and for me it was design. Learning to be a team leader, holy cow, that was a totally different thing. So here's the good news. We actually got sales right off the bat. Um, I knew what the wholesale market needed to look like. And I actually knew at that point that being a Um, straight to consumer would be very difficult. I knew that we'd have to build the brand, we'd have to build the audience, and I didn't want to do that. I knew that the easier route was the wholesale route. And that, that was the other thing that surprised me about the DM I got from this person, and that's how I knew they were really inexperienced, because the wholesale route, there are wholesale markets already existing, there are places online already existing, there are sales reps. So there are things you can do in the wholesale market that you cannot do direct to consumer. Direct to consumer is literally the hardest route, you guys. Literally the hardest route, okay? So I knew that I could make it go with wholesale. So we did. We started making it go and it started working, okay? And when I sat down to do the books with my accountant and realized how big the overhead was and how small the margin was, we did Mini Lou for six years. We had some great deals. We had a deal with Nordstrom, Peak Clothing. We were in 500 independent stores throughout the United States. So we, we were actually doing relatively well with a very uh, nice product base, okay? And here's the thing. The margins were tiny so tiny that I found that even though we were grossing so much money in this business, I was still making more net in my Karina Gardner design business, which was mostly contracts and mostly even more than contracts, digital, digital output, digital online marketplaces and all of that. Okay. That's where I was making all of my money. And once, like, we, we had Mini Lou in the physical product space for about six years, doing relatively well. Once the sixth year came around and I couldn't get the margins any bigger, I said, I'm done. We're not going to do this. Not when over here, my actual design business still nets more than the physical business. And more than that, it re- requires lots of us to run the Mini Lou side of things. So I still actually own Mini Lou. It is a digital asset now. So it does, as a second brand, is our kid brand. And it still does, because all throughout, we still sold Mini Lou digital products, digital assets that were like Karina Gardner assets. So I still own both brands. But 
I just knew there was no way I was going to continue to do this for as much work as it was with that kind of margin. And maybe you're in that space right now. Maybe you're someplace where you're either doing wholesale, wholesale or direct to consumer or worse, you're trying to build an audience and be an influencer as a designer, which that you guys said is a that is a terrible business model. It's one we see so much, but it's terrible because it is hard to make money. You make very little money and it's years without making money before you even kind of get going. So there are all these things around that that's very, very difficult and you're spending a lot of time on it. So instead, I want you to start thinking about how could I make money now? How could I get the most margin? And for me, this is why I teach this. For me, it has always been the actual service of design and then creating residual income with digital products. For me, those two things have been key. And if you want to learn more about that, that is, those are the two things I talk about quite a bit in my design bootcamp. Go to karinagardnercourses.com slash design bootcamp and you'll, you'll, you'll hear me talk about that. I just know that if you are choosing the physical product route and trying to build your own company without any audience or very little audience or trying to not go wholesale but instead going direct to consumer, you are legitimately choosing the hardest route, the absolute hardest route. Um, I had read some stat that it's only 2% of women business owners ever make it to six figures, you guys. 2% to six figures, which I started doing six figures by year three of my design business. I think you can too, but only if you're being strategic and smart about it. And if you've already been doing this for one, two, or three years and you haven't made any money, then I think you need to look, just take a deep dive in and think about what you're doing that is making it so that you aren't making money. What are you doing? What are the specific things you are doing that's making it so that your design business can't go? Because if you haven't started making some money, some amount of money by year two or three, then there is something wrong, okay? There's something wrong. And and you get to self-diagnose that and see if it's worth it to make some transformations, okay, in your life so that you can get there. Some of you don't care for it that much, and that's okay if you don't want to get to that place. Maybe design is just a fun place for you. It's definitely a fun place for me. I love designing. It's just a wonderful thing. But I know for me, by doing the financial piece of it and making sure that I make money doing it, what happens is the thing that I love doing every single day of my life also supports my family and makes it not a hobby, makes it an actual business. So if you are interested in learning more, feel free to check out my design bootcamp by going to karinagardnercourses.com slash design bootcamp. I can't wait to see you there. And I'm hoping that you're really doing some thinking about what you can do. What are things you can do to get to that next level? Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.